This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Charmila. It is time for Popit Popit Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So, newsflash, it's Tuesday, uh, which means that the prime, it's the Prime Minister's question time. So you will be hearing quite a bit from the PM, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. First up, a discussion on the PM's attendance at the 8th Extraordinary Islamic Summit of the Organisation of Islamic Cooperation, or OIC. This was held in Saudi Arabia to discuss the Palestine-Israel conflict. Now, the question was brought up by Sri Gading MP Aminul Huda Hassan, who wanted to know what the outcomes of the discussion were. So Anwar shared that there was a proposal for neighbouring countries like Jordan and Egypt to take in Palestinian refugees, but that this wasn't agreed upon by some of the other OIC countries. He explained that if it were done, it would have given Israel an opportunity to invade and conquer Gaza. Ada cadangan dan sekarang dibangkitkan oleh beberapa tokoh negara Eropah meminta Mesir, Jordan dan negara jiran mengambil pelarian Palestin. Itu tidak dipersetujui oleh semua negara Islam. Kerana ini hanya memberikan ruang kepada Israel untuk terus menceroboh dan menakluki Gaza. So according to him, what the UAE was doing instead was taking in Palestinians who have been heavily injured, particularly babies and children. They would then be taken to Abu Dhabi and Dubai for medical treatment. He added that the next step would be for the 10 main Muslim countries to strategize on what to, what to do next, along with their respective foreign ministries. Yang dilakukan oleh Emirat Arab Bersatu adalah mengambil yang sakit parah terutama bayi dan anak-anak kecil untuk rawatan di Abu Dhabi atau di Dubai. Selain dari itu, kerana ini melibatkan negara Arab jiran, maka kita bersetuju supaya negara jiran itu mengambil tindakan ke depan apa yang didamai sebagai Arab Peace Initiative, inisiatif keamanan Arab. Keputusan yang berikutnya adalah untuk mendapatkan penyertaan 10 negara utama untuk memikirkan strategi dan menteri luar dimasukkan dalam kaitan itu dan 5 6 orang dari satu daripada satu rantau dan kita telah mengusulkan Indonesia sebagai negara yang juga terkesan dalam hal ini dan terakhir ialah serangan ke atas Hospital milik Indonesia dan Indonesia mengambil sikap yang keras membantah dan kita turut mengeluarkan kenyataan membantah. Tapi seperti kita tahu, hal ini tidak memberikan kesan kerana kedegilan, keangkuhan, arrogance of power yang didukung oleh beberapa negara barat. Following that, Machang MP Wan Ahmad Faisal Wan Ahmad Kamal asked about the government's position on allowing Coldplay to perform here. Now, as you might know, their concert is slated to happen uh, tomorrow at the Bukit Jalil National Stadium in KL. But it, from the start, has been dogged by 
weird controversy, um, I will say needless. Um, so from the beginning, I think there were calls for them to not be allowed to come in. And now that conversation has extended to more things. Yes. So this question from Machang was followed by a statement that uh, came out recently uh, from the Federal Territories Mufti, Dr. Lukman Abdullah, that the concert should be called off. Once again, reiterating because of um, the band and their support for the LGBTQ movement. Now, several other parties had also called for the concert to be banned out of respect for the situation in Gaza. So the Prime Minister responded by saying that Coldplay um, is actually among bands, the bands that support Palestine and that the previous government had approved the concert. He added that there were lobbyists from a particular movement supporting Palestine that had questioned the calls to con- cancel the concert and the PM said he would discuss this matter further with the Mufti. Baik. Yang keduanya soal concert Coldplay. Coldplay ini di antara kumpulan yang menyokong Palestine. Jadi ada ada masalah sikit saya nak beritahu sini. Di dalam kerajaan yang lalu telah luluskan juga. Jadi um, saya akan bincang dengan mufti apakah uh, keadaan ini kerana ada pelobi-pelobi dari gerakan Palestin yang menyokong dan memberikan um, pandangan kepada menteri luar dan juga pejabat saya menyatakan mengapa dihalang kumpulan yang menyokong perjuangan Palestin daripada meneruskan pertunjukan. Tapi kalau perkara ini dibangkitkan uh, kerana ada beberapa isu lain yang tidak kita setuju, itu akan saya bincang semula. So, with the question of Coldplay now making its way into the Day One Rakyat, I'm curious to know how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you think that it's appropriate for the concert to go on? Uh, do you think that there is an issue here? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Up next, uh, bear with us. This one's a bit of a journey. A discussion on what's happening with the petition to challenge Kelantan's Sharia courts. Now, this was asked by Guam Musang MP Muhammad Azizi Abu Naim, who wanted to know the government's stance on the petition that had been filed by lawyer Nick Ellen. Zurina and her daughter. So, a bit of context. Back in May, Ellen and her daughter filed a constitutional challenge to nullify 20 Sharia offences under Kelantan's religious laws. So, the pair claimed that the Kelantan Legislative Assembly had no powers to make criminal law according to our federal constitution. A panel of nine judges had gone on to hear the review of these 20 provisions and the chair had been reported as saying that there was no dispute arising over Islam as the official religion of the federation. This, of course, was not received well by past leaders who then repeatedly accused the federal government of not standing up for Islam. And yesterday, the federal court heard the argument on the constitutional challenge, which consisted of submissions made by the Malaysian Bar, Sisters in Islam and the Pera and Trunganu State Islamic Councils. The court then reserved its judgment and said that at a later date, they will uh, be set to deliver the verdict. Now, okay. Here we come. Ahead of the hearing, hundreds, possibly thousands, there are no exact numbers, had gathered in front of the Palace of Justice Court Complex to protest to protest the legal challenge. Um, now back in Parliament, which is where we find ourselves, um, Anwar emphasised that this issue should not be politicised and that the matter here was about whether state jurisdiction can implement their own laws without consulting the federal government. Yang dibangkitkan kerana ada persepsi di sekalangan sebagian orang Islam bahawa ini seolah mencabar syariah. Ini kerana persepsi ini dibangkitkan kerana orang politik menunggang agama untuk mainkan isu ini. Ya? Padahal substantifnya isu dia apa? Isu dia ialah bidang kuasa di mana negeri boleh buat undang-undang, mana 
harus gunding dengan persekutuan untuk buat lakukan undang. Dan saya dari segi kerajaan saya nak sebut di sini, kita tidak menghalang. Cuma biar ada ikut kaedah yang betul. Keputusan dibuat oleh Mahkamah Persekutuan dalam kes 2021 Selangor dan sekarang ini keputu, bukan keputusan substantif soal syariah itu adalah soal bidang kuasa. Apakah boleh negeri buat? Kita bayangkan kalau negeri itu diberikan ruang sewenang-wenang, semua negeri buat undang-undang dan tiap negeri itu ada percanggahan. Selama ini bukan jasa saya, jasa semua kerajaan sebelum ini pun ada usaha untuk menyelaraskan pelaksanaan undang-undang dan malih raja-raja dirojong. Jadi saya dalam menjawab kesaan saudara yang Muhammad Gua Musa, saya menyatakan ya, Mahkamah Persekutuan akan buat keputusan ikut pertimbangan mereka sama ada bidang kuasa itu negeri atau persekutuan. Tapi apapun keputusan itu, ia tidak menghalang kerajaan dengan raja-raja dengan perkenan raja-raja Melayu untuk mengadakan penelitian dan membincang dengan semua bukan saja mufti dan pihak kerajaan dan juga pihak semua pihak untuk memberikan pandangan mereka supaya ada peraturan yang boleh dilaksanakan dengan maksud meningkatkan bidang kuasa mahkamah syariah yang ada sekarang So, Anwar went on to say that any decisions by the federal court on this issue wouldn't hinder the government's efforts to strengthen the Sharia court through the special committee, which was sanctioned by the Conference of Rulers. Tapi apapun keputusan Mahkamah Persekutuan, tanggungjawab kerajaan yang telah kita umumkan ialah menubuhkan tangkuasa untuk meneliti aspek-aspek meningkatkan bidang kuasa syariah yang tentunya tidak mahu menyinggung atau menyentuh atau memaksa golongan bukan Islam. Jadi ada kaedah-kaedah yang harus dibincangkan kerana ada negeri-negeri di Malaysia yang agak keras kurang bersetuju kalau kita melanggar prinsip yang saya sebutkan itu. Walau bagaimanapun sebagai keputusan saya tegaskan kita telah bersetuju menubuh dan kuasa yang diperaku oleh yang diperkenan oleh Malik Raja-Raja untuk mengangkat martabat dan menambah kuasa Mahkamah Syariah yang ada. That was the Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. Next, Port Dixon MP Datuk Sri Aminuddin Harun wanted to know what welfare support and income generating initiatives are available for former Paralympians. So Deputy Minister of Youth and Sports Adam Adli said that around 184 former Paralympians have registered as members of the National Athlete Welfare Foundation or YAKIB. Adam Adli explained that efforts had been made by YAKIB to launch coaching courses that would involve these former athletes. Di pihak kementerian, Yayasan Kebajikan Atlet Kebangsaan Yakib telah pun diberikan tanggungjawab untuk membantu menguruskan aspek kebajikan bekas atlet kurang upaya. Pada masa ini, seramai 184 orang bekas atlet kurang upaya terdiri daripada 141 orang lelaki dan 43 orang wanita telah pun berdaftar sebagai ahli Yakib. Pihak Yakib telah melaksanakan pelbagai inisiatif yang bermatlamat untuk menjana pendapatan bekas atlet termasuk atlet kurang upaya. Misalnya melalui kerjasama dengan Institut Sukan Negara, Yakib telah menganjurkan program khusus kejuru latihan khusus untuk bekas atlet kurang upaya mengembangkan karya dalam lapangan kejuru latihan. Pada tahun ini, 
seramai 15 orang atlet kurang upaya telah terlibat dalam kursus kejurulatihan Sains Sukan Tahap 2 yang dianjurkan daripada 24 sehingga 28 Julai 2023. Selain itu, pihak Yakib turut menjalinkan kerjasama dengan syarikat pengendali aplikasi pencarian jurulatih cara dalam talian GoCoach untuk membuka peluang lebih besar kepada bekas atlet kurang upaya negara yang mempunyai kelayakan dan minat yang bersesuaian untuk menjadi jurulatih secara sepenuh masa atau separuh masa kepada murid sekolah dan golongan remaja yang memerlukan bimbingan khusus. Program kerjasama ini telah memberi manfaat kepada sembilan bekas atlet. Di samping itu, melalui sinergi bersama-sama dengan pihak Prolintas, pihak Yakib telah, membuang, telah membuat atau membuka ruang kepada bekas atlet kurang upaya untuk menjadi jurulatih kepada anak-anak daripada sekolah bimbingan jalinan kasih di Chowkit. Program ini telah berlangsung pada bulan ini melibatkan empat orang bekas atlet. Selain membuka peluang atlet untuk terlibat dalam lapangan kejurulatihan, Yakib turut menjalinkan kerjasama dengan Yayasan Hasanah dalam melaksanakan pelbagai khusus kemahiran dan kesahwanan kepada bekas atlet termasuk atlet kurang upaya. That was Deputy Minister of Youth and Sports, Adam Adli. Up next, there were further conversations really about social media platforms. Uh, Kuala Kangsa MP Datuk Iskandar Zulkarnain Abdul Khalid asked about ongoing discussions to impose licenses on major platform providers like Google, Meta and TikTok. These are the main platforms that generate revenue through content from local media organisations. Uh, the Deputy Minister of Communications and Digital, Tioni Ching, uh, responded to this. KKD dan Suruhanjaya Komunikasi dan Multimedia Malaysia MCMC masih di peringkat meneriti dan mengkaji keperluan untuk melesenkan atau mendaftarkan penyedia platform besar seperti Google, Meta, TikTok dan sebagainya. Penelitian serta kajian ini merangkumi pelbagai perkara termasuklah implikasi dari sudut polisi terhadap perkhidmatan, aspek pelaburan dan perdagangan, kaedah percukaian serta aspek keselamatan pengguna di Malaysia. Pada masa ini, belum ada sebarang keputusan atau pendirian yang dibuat oleh kerajaan berhubung perkara ini. Walau bagaimanapun, usaha-usaha awal telah dilaksanakan melalui beberapa siri libat urus bertujuan untuk membincangkan dan mendapatkan input serta malum balas daripada pelbagai pemegang taruh dan pihak-pihak yang berkepentingan di Malaysia berhubung perkara ini. Satu jawatan kuasa turut dibentuk untuk bagi meneroka dan memperincikan perkara yang melibatkan perundangan dan mencari jalan terbaik bagi mendapatkan hasil yang positif kepada semua pihak di Malaysia termasuklah industri media tempatan. Sekian jawapan saya. Terima kasih. Now, moving on, Jasin MP asked what was being done to stop online sex work involving young individuals on platforms like X. Tioni Ching took to the mic again to answer. She said that more than 100 websites offering these services have been blocked by the MCMC and she explained that the police had jurisdiction over this matter, that MCMC's role was to provide technical assistance in investigations, perform digital analysis and remove content upon request. Poin yang dibetul, tindakan terhadap kegiatan pelacuran sama ada secara dalam talian ataupun luar talian adalah secara khusus tertaluk di bawah bidang kuasa 
Police Diraja Malaysia PDRM di bawah peruntukan perundangan sedia ada seperti kanon kesesakan ATA 574. Bagi kes-kes berkaitan pelacuran dalam talian, Suruhanjaya Komunikasi dan Multimedia Malaysia MCMC berperanan memberikan bantuan teknikal berhubungan siasatan, pembekalan maklumat, analisis forensik digital serta pelaksanaan tindakan sekatan atau penurunan kandungan berdasarkan permohonan daripada PDRM atau aduan uh, lain yang berkaitan dari 1 hari bulan Januari 2023 hingga 15 November 2023 sejumlah 118 laman pelacuran telah disekat oleh MCMC berdasarkan permohonan daripada PDRM tindakan sekatan laman sesawang ini dilaksanakan oleh MCMC bagi menghentikan atau mencegah pelakuan kesalahan di bawah undang-undang negara berkaitan aktiviti pelacuran bagi platform media sosial tindakan yang diambil tidak berfokus kepada satu platform sahaja sebaliknya mencakupi berbilang platform media sosial dari 1 hari bulan 2023 hingga 15 hari bulan November 2023 sejumlah 76 kandungan berkaitan pelacuran di platform-platform media sosial termasuk Twitter ataupun X telah diturunkan atas pelanggaran piawaian komuniti yang ditetapkan oleh platform media sosial terbabit serta pelakuan kesalahan di bawah penguntungan undang-undang negara. That was the Deputy Minister of Communications and Digital, Thio Ni Ching. And that is it for today's session of Parliament. Uh, we covered things like the government's stance on the Coldplay concert, despite the conflicting lobbyists that have been kind of trying to make their voices heard, uh, the ongoing constitutional challenge against Glantan's Sharia law, as well as the issue of online sex work involving young individuals. Let us know what you think. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 or send us a voice note there. You can call 7733-2900 and tweet us at BFM Radio. BFM 89.9, the business station. It's 5.26 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Uh, we are back to look at the messages that have come in from Popit Popit Parliament, which are mostly about Coldplay. Um, so just to start things off, Mike is saying, the concert is on tomorrow. Why are you asking everyone if they feel it should be called off? BFM is getting more ridiculous every day. Um, Mike, I... I'm not sh- okay. Just to be clear, uh, I don't think our stance is that it should be called off. Actually, I don't understand necessarily the correlation of the calls for it. Um, mostly, it was a taking of public opinion because it's quite clear that people feel very strongly to the point that there are lobbyists calling for one thing on one end and counter lobbyists going in the other direction. So I'm just curious how people feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, actually our question was uh, a sort of a building on the conversation that was happening in Parliament, that there are people who, who are on both sides of things. Although Tina Karan is saying free, adver- uh, free ads for Coldplay by the Malaysian parliamentarians makes a great headline. Um, <laughs> Tina Karan, I agree with you, except Coldplay doesn't even need the ads, right? Also, they, the they tickets sold are sold out. out. <laughs> they sold out like crazy. Um, I think we've got time for a voice note that came in. This is TIDJ. I don't see how Coldplay's concert should have any correlation with the issue in Gaza but as the Prime Minister mentioned Coldplay is one of the bands that you know has supported the the plight of Gaza and it's it's not like they recently supported they've supported it close to almost a decade now if I'm not mistaken and I 
I really think our parliamentarians need to educate themselves. How is this an issue that should be discussed in Parliament? And do they really want the concert to be called off? The concert is tomorrow, Coldplay is here, or probably arriving tonight. Can you imagine the what a cancellation would cost a, apart from to to the concert goers? What's gonna cost to the organizers? There must be some cancellation clause. TIDJ, I think that about covers it. Um, especially the fact that I, I'm actually surprised that it came up in Parliament. I'm, well, I shouldn't be surprised. I think it's part of the ongoing culture war. But I I did not necessarily think that it it warranted yeah. a discussion. Yeah, and, and I think that's where we're at today, la, which is a little disappointing that we need to be discussing something as relatively harmless as a concert within the context of Gaza and within the context of advocacy for LGBTQ issues. Well, Legion says, if we want to be sincere, then we should also postpone the Malaysia Cup, the Malaysian Badminton Open and so on, which I think is actually a fair point. Keep those thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.